0: of Dach Lamedvor, famous Efe Shabbos, taking up uh, the last two lines of Lamate on the base. We've just said in the, we've just had a b'risa which has said that um, when the Chazan Knesses, the person whose uh, job was to blow the tekiahs on Erev Shabbos, when he was finished with the shofar, he would have to have enough time still to be able to put it away because because you can't move a shofar or the chat or trumpets on a shavas because they are muksa. So the gomara asks now, well tanya but surely we've learned in a braise, shofar metal, the chatzar is aim of metalin. That a shofar one is allowed to move, and chatzar is one cannot move. So therefore shofar is not muksa. So omarabyes if answer is low like it's not a problem. Kan bayakid kan batzib. One's talking about where it's owned by a yachid. If it's owned by a yachid, therefore it's got a use, because if necessary, one would use it to draw water and give to a child to drink. Whereas, Kambit Tzivur, the, the first price he was talking about, obviously the Chazan was blowing with the shape of the tzibur, which therefore has no use of heta and therefore it's absolutely muksa. So, said to what is it Roy? What 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 use does it have for a, for if it's a privately owned uh shofar? Um, since you could use it to give to drink to a child if he needs something to drink from. So the top of Nam is Balvomadalef. So the Tibbur Nami, so too if the shofar is a publicly owned shofar, chosi If you've got a poor poor child who doesn't so the responsibility falls on the tibur to look after him. And they don't have a plea with which to give him to drink, they'd use shofar. So it's exactly the same. Vasu, the and furthermore, anyway, by answering this one talking about yoka, this one talking about tzibur. you're not going to get around to the next problem, which is Hard to tell you what about the, a third brysa, which teaches that just as it's mutter to move the shofar, kachmatatavin as chatzotzerus, so too you can move chatzotzerus. So therefore, we've got three prices. One, the first one says shofar and chatzotzerus are out. The second brice says, Shofar is not Muxer, Shachat is. And then we've got a third writer which says, both of them are not So You can move both of them. What's going on? So, Mani, who's that? el Rather, it's not a kasha. This is the way you answer it. Nothing to do with Yochid, tibur. The following is, this is the answer. Ho Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, One brice says, Rabbi Yehuda, another one is Rabbi Shimon, and another one is Rabbi Nehemya. What that means to say is like this. The way Rashi learns it is like this. Rashi learns that since this shofar, since this shofar has a use of heta, i.e. you can give it to a child to drink, therefore it's got a tiras Kali and therefore it's what we call khalisha malapta le It's not khalisha malapta this it's khalisha malapta le heta, and therefore, no problem, you can move it as you want. That's going to be banefi rabbi shimon, bane rabbi Yehuda. The Chatzotteros, however, have no use of heta. Therefore, it's a Kirishim Ratzah de So therefore, according to Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold the muqsa, even the Chatzotteros you can move. Whereas, Rabbi Yehuda Sh- will say, you can't move the Chatzotteros. We'll then have another Shitta which is Rabbi Nehemia. Rabbi Nehemia will say, he holds that you can only move something for its designated purpose. Now, the designated purpose even of a shofar is not to give to drink to a child, it's to blow the shofar. Well, you're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. Therefore, the shofar as well cannot be moved. So, for Kintur, what comes out is, the first b'risa, which says that you can't move not a shofar nor Chatzah that's according to Rabbi Nechemia. Even a shofar can't be moved because you're not moving it for its designated purpose. And its designated purpose is also on Shabbos anyway. The second b'risa, which says you can move the shofar, but not the Chatzah that is going according to Rabbi Yehuda, who says, You can move it, even if it's not for its designated purpose. A shofar is a klishman after the because it's got a teraskri on it, because it's used to give a drink to a child, whereas khatotur is, it's and therefore you can't move it. The third brysum which says you can't move not a shofar and not khatotur that's going to be Rabbi Nachemia who says you can't move even a the Heta, you can't move it if it's not for its designated purpose. Totsefus, however, disagrees with Rashi. Tosphus holds that a shafur is a klisham al after the issa. It's a klisham after the issa. So again, Rabbi Shimon will hold you can move a shafar, you can you, you can move the khatze to it, no problem. Why? Because Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold the looksah, except for one or two cases, he doesn't hold the looksah. Rabbi Yehuda, however, will say, wait, you can move the shofar if it is le tzerech If you're moving it for its own purpose, to use it for something which is mutter, or the tzerech because I need the space which it's occupying, it's mutter to move. So what about hat Why can't I move hat The answer is because hat are even more moxa. Since there's tzerech, it cannot, impossible to find a use of hatsafina. Therefore, even the tzerech Makomo, the tzerech kufa, the tzerech mekaymo, you can't move it. And then Rabbi Nachman, as we said, is exactly the same. Now, before, before we go on in the Gemara, let's just clarify a few points. What are the shittos of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Nachman? So Tiferes spells it out. Let's go through one by one. Rabbi Shimon is the easiest one. Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold the muktzah you can move it. But you cannot move it mechamal itself. That means you can't move a Let's say you've got something which is generally speaking, speaking shofar is used for iser. You would not be able to move it to protect itself. That's called mechamal itself. You can move it to use it. The khata, and you can move it to free up the space that it's occupying, but not mechamal itself. That's the shita of Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda, likewise, he holds. He obviously holds more in terms of uksa, but he agrees. Klishim alaftele iser, you can move the terach kufay, the terach makaymay, just not mechamad itself. So, what's the difference between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon in terms of al The answer is the dip says The difference is going to be when it comes to chatzosiris, because whereas Rabbi Shimon says it doesn't matter what klishim alaftele iser it is, even chatzosiris, which you'll be you you'll be hard pushed to find any sort of use of heter for it. If on Shabbos you need it spot, or you want to move it to use it as a door stopper, that's perfectly fine. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda will say, only a Kanisham Aptel Eissah, which, you know, like a Shefar, which they may not normally use it on a weekday for giving to a child to drink, but it's perfectly usable for that, and if you wouldn't have a cup, you would use it for that. Only such a Kanisham after Eissah can you move the Terech Kufa, the Terech Mekonah. We then have Rabbi Nechemia, so the first is Rabbi Nechemia, Now, remember, Rashi said that Rabbi Nechemia holds, you can only move something for its designated purpose. Toshimus disagrees. Toshimus says, it doesn't have to be for its designated purpose. It has to be moved for a purpose that you would normally use it for on a weekday, even if it's not its designated purpose. So, Toshimus, a shofar for drinking, you don't don't use it on a weekday for that. So, therefore, not not only is that not its designated purpose... It's not something which you would normally use it for on a weekday. Now, in terms of Rashi, the way we, we suggested Shat and Rashi is like this. Tosh has a problem. Let's go all the way back to the beginning of the suya. At the beginning of the sugya, we had we we, we had a stir between the two B'rises. One brise says, the Khazamakne says he had to put away his shofar before Shabbos because otherwise he can't move it. The next Bryce said, you can move the shofar. Ask Tosvas, I don't understand. But even when we say that the second price is going to be talking according to Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi it won't make a difference. It's a k'nishimah after this, which means you can only move it to Tzarek Kufa, to Tzarek Meqamo. But you can't move it in order to protect it. Now the Chazam HaKnesset, he was moving his shofar to put it away, which means he's moving it for the protection of the shofar. So therefore there's no, there's no stira anyway. The first price which says that the Chazam HaKnesset once Shabbos comes in, can't move his shofar, that's because it's Meqam HaKnesset, to put it away and protect it. The second writer which says you can't move the shofar, and it, it's only the seraph kufu, the seraph because it's kadeshim Malat after The postmist is forced to answer, you know what? We're talking about, the second writer is mashma, it doesn't say you can only move the, sorry, the first writer which says you can't move the shofar, it doesn't say you can't put it away, as in Mekhamalatel, it says a and you can't move it, implying even the seraph kufu, the seraph So that was the question of the Gemara. However, says Tosis, according to Rashi, and perhaps this is what pushed Rashi to learn about this, Rashi doesn't have this problem. Because Rashi learns that a shofar is a Kanisha Malapta Liheta. Why is it Kanisha Malapta Because you'd use it for for giving a child to drink. So it's It's not a Kanisha What's the matholokas like between Rashi and Tosis? What is the locus like between Rashi and Tosis? So, we explained that this. We said the Torah says later on, on Daf Samok with regard to Tumor, we've introduced this earlier on Daf Khaf That the says in order for a Kli to be called a Kli with regard to Tumas Kalim, it's got to have two, two, two uh, prerequisites. Number one, it has to have the Surah of a Kli, and number two, it's got to be that it's actually designated for using it for that purpose. So Tosus literally thought later on with Rabbi Nechemia, says, a shofar, why does Rabbi Nechemia say you can't move the shofar? Because you've never used it on a weekday for this purpose, for giving a child to drink. It can be used for that, but you never use it for that. So therefore Tosus will say, this is a Kali Shema al Issa. It's not Teras Kali of Allah as Rashi puts it. It doesn't have a Teras Kali on it, of Heta, because it's got the shape, it's got the Tzura to allow it to be used for a child, but the mice it's never used for that. So therefore, it's K'lishe M'lachta L'Issa. But Rashi, because of this question of Tosis, perhaps, that was what pushed Rashi to say this, Rashi says, it must be, this is a K'lishe M'lachta L'Heta. And therefore, we do have a very good question between the two prices. If the shofar is a K'lishe M'lachta L'Heta, you should be able to move it even in So why does the first praises say, you can't, that the and Knesset can't move it, even in How do you make it into K'lishe M'lachta L'Heta? The answer is, Rashi learns that it is sometimes used on a weekday, for for the purpose of, uh, of giving a child a drink. So therefore not only does it have the tzura of such a kli, it's also been designated, maybe not, not primus, primary perso, purpose, but it is used to give a child a drink. Therefore it's Kanisha Menaftah When we continue on to the Gemara, Mikoyeth is when we come to Shittas Rabbi Nechemia, Rashi now has a problem. If you're going to say like that Rabbi Nechemia says you can only move it for something which it's normally used for on a weekday, well, a shofar is used sometimes to give a child a drink on a weekday. So therefore, Rashi is forced to say, you can only move it for its designated purpose, i.e. its primary purpose. That's the notion of Rashi. The I- what its what the primary purpose is, is, is. And the shofar's primary purpose is blowing it's not to give a child to drink. Maschenking, toisos. Toisos <laughs> le Shittosom, learn that this <laughs> is, it's a klisha after tada because on a weekday it's never used to give a child a drink. Therefore, toasters can say that you are only, at Rabbi Nechemia says you can only move it for something which it's normally used for on a weekday, even if it's not its primary purpose. We did say that according to Rashi, it could be even Rashi agrees that, yes, it can only be moved for its primary purpose. But the primary purpose, even within the primary purpose, it has to be for something it would normally be used for on a weekday. What do I mean by that? Let's say a knife. So a knife, obviously, its primary purpose is for cutting. Does that mean, therefore, I can u- move it for cutting ropes? The answer is, as Tosfos proves, no, you can't. So Tosfos asks on Rashi, but cutting is its primary purpose. Even Rashi will agree. Yes, a knife, its primary purpose is designated for cutting, but it's not designated for cutting ropes. It's designated for cutting meat, and therefore, it can only be, be used. It can be moved to cut meat. Yeah. Those are the various shittas in the Gemara. So the what comes out, if you want the nafgamina to take with us, is going to be like this. The Nafgamina is going to be number one in Rabbi Yehuda. So Tosfos comes out with this chiluk within Rabbi Yehuda that a klisha after the iser. When we say a klisha malafter the iser, you can move it. That's only a klisha after the iser that it does have a proper use of Heta, as opposed to chatzosros. Whereas according to Rashi, Rashi doesn't, we haven't seen such a Chiluk. In Kanisha Malaftar Issa you can move the Tzarek or the Tzarek Mekonai. And in Kanisha Malaftar the other one is a Kanisha al Heta. That's going to be the Chiluk as far as, so Rashi doesn't make, doesn't have these two dargots, at least at this point in the Gemara. We don't have two dargots of Kanisha Malaftar Issa as far as Rashi is concerned. But both will agree in Rabbi Shimon, which is the way we Paskin, Kedesh HaM'Aftal Esa, you can move the, Torah, the, from the Kermit, no matter what sort of Kedesh HaM'Aftal issa it is. The other is going to be in Rabbi Nechemia. Rashi holds it can only be moved for it designated its primary purpose, whereas toast holds it doesn't have to be the primary purpose. It can be even a secondary purpose, but something which it is normally used for on a weekday. Perhaps we've suggested that Rashi agrees that it has to be something which you would normally use it for on a weekday but it also has to be included within, it's got to be a primary purpose, and within the primary purpose, it's got to be a primary purpose that it's normally used for on a weekday. I.e., what we're trying to get at is a knife, which its primary purpose is cutting, but you can only move it for that cutting meat, not for cutting rope. Now the Gemara continues on. Now that we've said that the first bribeser which says, sorry, the, yeah, the first writer which says you can't move a shofar and you can't move the chatzotos, we've said that that is Rabbi Nechemer. So then, surely it should have said it the other way around. Not only can't you move chatzotzuros, which even Rabbi Yehuda agrees you can't move, you also can't move the shofar. It should have said but shofar." Why did it say shofar first? Once you told me you can't move the shofar, kolshkei you can't move chatzotzuros. So we answer: My shofar and nami. What does shofar mean when it calls shofar? It means chatzotzuros. It's a little confusing here because in that first up, shofar means chatzotzuros, and chatzotzuros means what we call shofar. What What's going on here? It's Keder Rav Chistah. Like that's a Rav Chister. So over Rav Chister, because Rav Chister said, Hani Tzela midi." the following three things, Ishtani Shemayu Mechi Chorah Beis HaMikdosh. After the of Beis HaMikdosh, their names switched. Chatzet Tzorosah Sheforah, what was previously known as Chatzet Tzorosah, the straight trumpets, were now known as sheifor And Sheforah Chatzet Tzorosah. L'may Nafkeminah, what's going to be the Nafkeminah? L'shefor Shere Shashonah. When somebody comes to ask you, if an Amor Oratz comes and asks you, "What do I need to get for Rosh Hashanah?" You tell him a chatzot, You tell him to go get a chatzot zeretz. Don't tell him to get a shofar, because if you tell him to get a shofar, he'll get a straight one. Tell him the chatz, to get a chatzot zeretz, and he'll get a bent one, which is really a shofar. Um, that would be says Rashi is uh, is ainaf um or it's just tell you simply for all of us to know. What do we blow with nowadays? We blow with what is now known as which is really a Shefah. That would be the Nafkeminah. Next thing is arobo The second one is what was previously known as an Arobo is now known as a Saptapha. And Saptapha is Arobo. My nafkamina, what's going to be the Nafkeminah? Luluk. when it comes to Lulub. Because in Gemara Sukkah it says that you have to use, for the Arab you have to use Arobo's. Arobo's have a red stem they've got leaves which are round, and the, the, uh, the edges of the leaves are actually, are smooth. Whereas the tafsiphor, which is parcel, has a, has a white stem. It has leaves which are, sort of, elongated, they're, they're not, um, actually sorry, it's the, the other way around. With, sorry, with the shape of the leaves, the shape of the leaves is the other way around. The tafsiphor is the one which has the, has the, uh, has the round leaves. Sorry, I just, yeah, again. The arroba is the red stem, elongated leaves, but smooth edges. Whereas the tsa is white stem, round leaves, and the, the, the jagged edges. And that's possible for your, for your luluf. So in mind after a minute it's going to be luluf. When you, if an artist comes to ask you what to get, tell him to get the tsa one. that way he'll get what is really the aromas. And the third one is Paseiro Paseiro. What was formerly known as the Paseiro, which is a big table, is now known as the Paseiro. And the Paseiro is known as the Paseiro main argument, what's going to be the difference? when it comes to business. If somebody asks you for a persona, you should know they really want a paserta, which is a small table. And if you ask you for a persona, if if the let's say the seller pro, uh, if the seller promises you a persona, don't get upset when he gives you a small table, because nowadays a persona means a small table. Abaye says a bahi, we've actually got a fourth one. Huvlilo bekase and bekase huvlilo the two stomachs have switched around. What was formerly known as the hublido, which is the omasum, which is the third stomach of a ruminant animal, is now known as the Beikase, the Beisarchosus, and the sarcosis is now known as the hublido. As I said, the hublido is the omasum and the, uh, the Beikase is... Uh, it, basically, I, I, I don't think that the names mean too much to us. So let's uh, just talk in terms of the Hebrew ones. I may have even said the wrong one for hublido. Uh, I think that's the omasum. But uh, anyway, the, the idea is like this. If you listen back to the original show, and we did, we did actually discuss the, the names of them. But basically, the Hublilo is the is the uh, third stomach, and that is um, it's basically it's got a very very thin membrane or relatively thin membrane, and um, and it's like it's got folds etc. Whereas the bay becase the real be Sarcosis, has actually got two membranes. And the lining of the of, of, of them is, is shaped like literally like cups. That's why it's called base And uh, so you should know nowadays when people talk about the hubnido, they're talking about the base and when they talk about the base they're talking about the hubnido. In the Mayan afghimil, what's going to be the difference? So the difference will be the macha for ovi base If you find the needle in the thickness or in other words, in, in the walls of the base the To mitzat echod, the halofa is if you find that it's penetrated only one of the membranes. Kashira, it's kosher. When Mishneitzah, if it's penetrated both membranes, trefur, it's a treyfo, the animal's a treyfo. So therefore, what's going to be the nafkamina? Because the nafkamina is like this, when it comes to the hubli however, when it comes to the third thumb, which has only got one thin membrane, there, if it penetrates, according to Rashi, if it penetrates even from one side, even though it hasn't gone all the way through, it's no good. And Toshis explains because the cheshish, maybe it penetrates all the way through, and the only reason you don't see it coming through on the other side is because it's healed over a little bit, but it's still a traitor. Whereas the Rabbeinu Tam says, that what it means to say is, that with the Huvlilo, the true Huvlilo, if it's penetrated all the way through, it's no good. Whereas with the base hyposis, if it's penetrated all the way through, but only through one membrane, it's still good. So therefore that's why we have to know which one's which, because otherwise people will get mixed up. You have to know the one which has got two membranes, whatever you call that nowadays. Nowadays that will be known as the Hublino, but it's really the base sarcosis. That one, it's fine if it's penetrated through one membrane, whereas the, the other one, the formerly known as the Hublino, now known as the base sarcosis, if it penetrates, according to Rashi, even from one side, according to the tongue, all the way through, it is a traitor. Omar Rashi says Rashi, here's a fifth case, the fifth case of the switch of names. Afon Unoma will also say, Bobel has become Bursif, and Bursif has become Bobel. What was formerly known as the place called Bobel is now known as Bursif, what was formerly known as Bursif is now called Bobel. So the Gemara top of Lama's Bob on the base, what's going to be the difference? The difference will be the Noshin. When it comes to Hilche's Get. Noshin. Why? What's going to be the difference there? So Rashi gives two Peshatah. Rashi first gives a Peshatah which, uh, in fact, is the second pshat of Rashi, which so I'll go with first because Tosh rejects rejected, and that is that on a get you've got to write the, the right place, where she's from, where he's from. And if you write Bobel, and it's really Bursiv, then the get's parcel. So you have to make sure we're writing by the, by the, the, um, you have to write the name that it is now. It's no good writing Bobel, because that's what it used to be known as. You have to write the name that it's now known as. Now it's known as Bursiv. Tosus says it's not true, because Bobel is not actually a city, it's a medina. And you don't write a medina on a get; you write an ir. So Tosis doesn't like that Rather, than the, seemingly, the Peshach, he obviously likes, will have to be the first pshat, in Rashi. What's that? That we know that a person who brings a get from Eretz Yisrael, so Gemara in, in, uh, in the beginning of Gitten, Mishnah, Gemara in the beginning of Gitten, that from Eretz Yisrael, the shliach brings the get, gives its basin, and you give it over to the wife, perfectly fine. But if it comes from Chutzla Oretz, we're worried in Chutzla Oretz people don't know the alokhas about writing in the properly, and also we're worried to do with being Micai in the get. There's, do, it's a little difficult to explain our regular house, but basically, we're worried that maybe the Baal, the husband, will later on come along and question the validity of the get. So, normally, what we have to do is we have to check that the Aden, we have to find people who recognize the signatures of the Aden. Now, when it comes from Chuslaret, you're not going to find people who are from Chuslaret in Eretz Yisrael who can validate these signatures. So, therefore, because of these two reasons, we say if somebody brings a get from Chuslaret, the shliach has to say, before I them, before I, them, I saw it being written, I know it was written in Shmol, and before I them, I saw, I can validate the of now, and therefore a thousand comes along, later on, we'll just ignore what he says. That's the law. But from Eretz you don't have to worry about that, because from Eretz Yisrael, there's always people who will be around, who will know, um, who can validate the, the signatures, and we know in Eretz Yisrael, about it's written in Shmur. What about Bobo? Bobel is a special din. Bobel has got the din of Eretz Israel because there's yeshivas there and they know the al Therefore, if it comes, comes from Bobel, you don't have to say neftar, ufone, ufone neftar. But if it comes from the place called Bursif, Bursif is known as, it's Bursif, means a, a pit which has been emptied of its water. In other words, they are amarats in there. So therefore, if it comes from Bursif, of course you have to, you have to say neftar, neftar. But nowadays, it's will be reversed. If it comes from Bovel, which is what was formerly known as Bursev, you'd have to say, uh, you'd have to say B'fana Neftah or Whereas if it comes from what's called now Burusiv, which is really Bovel, the place where they know the Alotas, and there are yeshivas there, you would not have to say B'fana Neftah or B'fana Neftah. Chagun Alot, Amen Malikim. Starting the Perek, Perek here, which is all about the Alotas of, of cooking on Shabbos, the missioner begins as follows. A stove, which is normally a, a stove is basically the Ritma. I think one, one of the rishonim refers to it as, it's like a semicircle. And it's got a, a spot on the top where you could put the, uh, the pot on top, or you can put it inside, inside, uh, closer to the to the fire source. So, if you've got a stove which has been stoked up, the fuel is either kash or Gavavah. Rashi learns kash means the upper part of the stalk, the, what you'd call probably the straw, and the galbavah is the stubble, it's the part left in the ground after it's been harvested. Tosua seems to learn the opposite way around. But basically, it doesn't really make a difference to halacha, Whichever one, whether it's the cash or the galbavah, a, 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 a stone which should being stoked up with this. no You can put the Tavshil on top of it. Let's say on El Shabbos for the time being, we'll assume it's talking about shahiyah, to know there's something called shahiyah. Shahiyah means leaving a pot on the stove from before Shabbos, leaving it over Shabbos. And then there's something called chazorah, which means putting a pot back on the stove um, for the time being, we'll assume, on Shabbos. I'll just explain the mission for the time being is talking about shahiyah, but that is debated in the Gemara, whether we're talking about shahiyah or chazorah. So if it's being stoked up by kash and gabbar, you can leave the pot on there, no problem. We're not worried you'll come to stoke up the fire, because the cash and the gabbar burns up very quickly anyway. So, notice the model so you can put the pot on there. However, the gefes or the etim, if the kira is being stoked up, the fuel is gefes, which Rashi here, at least again, just sticking with what Rashi says here, it means you've taken sesame seeds, you've squeezed out the oil, and what's left over is called gefes. That's the gefes, and the etim is obviously wood. So, if you've got a fire which is stoked up by it, its being fueled by gefes and etim, lo yitain, you can't put a pot on there, a chiyikrov, Unless you do, you make it gruffo. Now Gurufa means you rake out the coals. Or you put, you put um, uh, ashes on top of the coals. Let's just stop there for a second. Why is that? So Rashi seems to learn the reason is, because we're worried that if you don't cover over the coals with ashes, or you don't take the coals out, this oven is something which is of hevel. It's going to continue to add heat to the food. And we've already learned on dafla Lama Dalad, at the top of Lama Dalad, on the base, we've learned that with Hat Mono, when it comes to swaddling something in, uh, in a substance, in an insulated material, which adds heat, we don't allow you to do it because we're worried you may come to do it in Remetz. Remetz is a mixture of coals and ashes. And that's something which is of hevel. It adds heat. And we're worried you may come to stoke up, Shami you may come to stoke it up on shovels. So, so too here, by the same token, if it's not what we call gruf or ktumah, the coals haven't been raked out, or you haven't covered them over with ashes, it's adding heat, and therefore we're worried you may come to stoke it up. So, Tos was asks on that, he says, what are you talking about? But in the next paragraph when you're talking about hatsmono, when it comes to hatsmono, no one seems to argue with it. If it's something which adds heat, you can't do hatsmono with it at all, even if you put it there on erev Shabbos. Whereas, when you're talking about shihia leaving it on an open fire, not hatsmona, in other words, not swaddling it, Chananya holds that even if it's not fully cooked, it's kamalchol ben it's just edible. You're allowed to leave it on a fire which is not guru for a So obviously, and he doesn't allow it with hatsmona. Seemingly, he doesn't allow it with hatsmona. So obviously, there's a difference between hatsmona and this case. So. We said that the, the answer seems to be like this. Tosfus at the beginning, the Ritzvah already gives us this answer, the Paneh Yeshua gives this answer, to the that at the beginning of the next Perek, Tosfus brings the shit of the Rashbam, which really seems to be the shit of Rashi as well. And that is, that even without T'monah, it's true we said without T'monah you can't do it in something which is Moiseb Hever, if it adds heat. But that is only something which is partially cooked. Something which is completely raw or it's fully cooked, and therefore there's no reason why a person would come to stoke it up, because if it's completely raw, it's not going to help anyway. If it's fully cooked, why would you have to stoke it up anyway? In that case, it would, the Rashbam holds, it would, it would be Murtad to do smaller in something which is Mosef Heather. According to Hananya, what would that mean? Hananya holds that when something has reached the stage of Kamal habed halakhically we view it as if it is, it, it is fully cooked. In other words, there's no longer a chashash, that you're going to come to stoke it up. And therefore, you can leave it, even on an uncovered fire, a of So therefore, you can hold the same with Hatsumana. Once it's come out you can swaddle it in something which is, it is most, it's something which is most affordable. So to over here, that's why he's not worried once it's come out the Therefore, they go hand in hand. It's not really a problem. king Tosus, Tosus disagrees with Rashbam later on. Tosus Sheta is... Hatmana is forbidden. Whether it's fully cooked, partially cooked, it makes no difference. If it's most of all, it's completely awesome. So therefore, Hananiah is not going to allow it if it's Kamal from the Hatmana is out. Whereas when it comes to or leaving on the top of the fire, Hananiah allows it. So it says to us, you see, that obviously this has got nothing to do with Hatmana. So what's the point to making it Puruf What's Taka shot? So it says, Tosus the is like this. Whether you make it Grufo or Ketumur or not, it's going to add heat anyway, says tosus And Tosfus proves that, because Tosus says, we learned in the previous Perek, that you can't put a pot in Remetz. And Remetz is what? Is a mixture of ashes and coals. And the Gomorrah clearly says that that's something which adds heat. So what's it going to help here, saying, oh, if I make it Ketumur, what is Ketumur? Ketumur means putting ashes on top of the coals. Oh, now it will not be most of heaven. What do you mean? It's the same as Remetz. So, tos, so the truth is, for that we suggested, according to Rashi, there could be a difference between remnants, which is a mixture of gecholim and ashes, and the case where you put the ashes on top of the ashes, or on top of the gecholim. When you put the ashes on top, like a blanket, it could be that does stop the heat rising, or as Rashi puts it, it at least cools it down. In other words, it could be that even Rashi agrees; it may still add heat. But it won't add as much heat as it should normally do if you haven't made it Ketumov. You haven't covered, covered it over with ashes. And therefore, as Ptosus is going to say, Rashi will agree with this Nakoda that that um, it will act as a reminder that you won't come to stoke it up. But any, either way, Rashi learns that this parak that we're going to learn now is not only to do with Shehiyah and others leaving it on top. It will The same, obviously, if it's muta, it will be muta even, this is the way that it's for well, learned, Rashi at least it will be Muta as well to do Hatsmanah in is Moshif Heber. Where it's Muta to do it on not Moshif Heber, it will be Muta to do it in is Moshif Heber. Now, Allahos will be the same with Hirashi. Whereas Tosh lands we're not talking about Hatsmanah in this Perekh, that's the next Perekh. This is all to do with leaving it on top of the fire, not swaddled. And uh, what's the point of making it gr- The Rosh speak out, it's simply to act as a Hekkah. When a person comes to stoke it out, he'll open the oven ready to stoke it up and he'll say, hey, where have the coals gone? They've been, they've been raped out. Oh, must be, because it's Shabbos he won't stoke it out. Or he'll look inside and he'll see that the, the coals are covered there with ashes he'll say, why is it covered there with ashes? Oh, must be, because it's Shabbos that will act as a reminder. That's what we said. That's the Mahalochus Rashi Emtosis. Now, what is Gurufa and what is Ketuma? So, the, we, we find that there's actually two shitters in this. Ketuma, the Ram says, definitely does not have to be doesn't mean that all the coals have to be covered with ashes. It's enough if you put some sort of ashes on the top. However, when it comes to grufa, some Rishonim learn, the Rambam, the Beis it says, learns like this, means, grufa means all the ashes have to be, have to be raked out. All the ashes have to be raked out. However, the run he favours the Peshat of the Baal that it's enough if they are, if they are raked to the side. In other words, the area underneath the pot is, Cleared of the ashes. That's all you need for Gurufa. Because that in itself will act as a reminder. Yes. Whereas according to the Ramma, yes. there's no reminder if the coals are still in there, because the fact, no one knows the number of coals they got in there. And therefore, unless you take out all of them, there's not going to be any reminder. That's the my focus about what Gurufa Khtumma is. We then continue on. Once you've made it Grufa even then you can only leave on it hot liquid. But not hot food. Why? What's the Chiluk? So it's like this. Tosa says, Chamin and tabsil, you should know, include whether it's fully cooked or it's just Kamal Chob Enderisoy. In other words, Chamin, if it's hot liquid, you can leave it on there, even if it's only Kamal of Enderisoy. Why? Because with liquid, it only gets to a certain point in other words, if you leave it on the fire, once it's fully cooked, it'll deteriorate if you leave it on there. So therefore, a person knows, even if it's not fully cooked yet, and it still needs to be on the fire a little longer, a person will come to stoke it up, because he knows it's just a matter of time before it'll be ready. a and now shaking cooked food, even if it's fully cooked, Tavshil includes, remember, even if it's fully cooked, he says you still can't leave it on the fire, even though it is, even though it is, uh, the reason being, because we're worried that with, with a Tafshil, with, with uh, cooked food, there, even if it's fully cooked, we know with a lot of Tafshilim, it's what we call the Tzamik The longer you leave it on there, the better it gets. It gets, it gets more crusty, and it gets more crusty, and it gets more tasty, and more juicy. So therefore, there, there's the real kashash that a person may come to stoke it up, says Be That's the difference between Chamin and Tafshil. So Be allows that Chamin is mutab, even if it's not fully cooked, and tabshil is going to be awesome, even though it's gruffo ketumah. Now, the truth is, that if it's completely gruffo, that means there's no ashes in there whatsoever, why should it be a problem? There's no ashes in there whatsoever, so what are you going to come to stoke up? So you could say it's a gazillion because of the case where it's not stoke. But the truth is, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says he gives two reasons for not putting a tabshil on there. And as the Pnei Yeshua says, the gibberish in Rashi we've got is correct. He gives two shot. He says, either shot is because you may come to stoke it up, that's, let's say, i well, its Ketumah, which means there are ashes, and there are, sorry, coals, I mean coals in there to stoke up. Uh, or if you hold out the Rosh we say that even Garufo means there are coals in there, they're just raked to the side. Or, says Rashi, even if there aren't coals in there to stoke up, but it still looks like Bishal because it looks like you're very happy, because a Tav is something which a person is very happy, the more it cooks, the better it is. So if it's Nihaneh B'Bishodeh, it's Merzikah Monashah, and therefore it's a problem. That's the Shil-Tav Whereas, with uh, Beshilah, that's Beshama, be with Beshilah, that's Beshilah, that's Beshilah, if it's Gauravol Kedumah, you you can eat both chamin and Tavshil, both liquids and solids, on the fire, no problem. Beshameh opens. then we have another Machlix, Beshameh say, No Tzlin avol you can take off the fire on Shabbos, but you can't do Chazorah, you can't put back on the fire, even if it is even if the fire is you cannot put anything back on Shabbos now the truth is learns, even though it's you can't even put it back on the fire even on Erev Shabbos because we're worried once you come to put it back on Erev Shabbos you may come to do chazara even on Shabbos now says Toysos here comes the Chiddush so what's called, well, I can't put it back on Erev Shabbos what even 7 o'clock in the morning, no it means, if it's already close enough to Shabbos, that if the pot were to cool down, there's two shot in Mentosahs, either it has cooled down, and there's no, now no longer enough time for it to heat up, or Peshat is, that even if it has not cooled down, but if it were to have cooled down, and I was to put it back on the fire, it would not have enough time now to heat up again. Let's say half an hour before Shabbos, you would not be able to put it back on the, shah, on, on, on the fire, because once we allow you to do that, says, says Beis Shammai, you may come to do it, you may come to do it, even on Shabbos itself. And Shabbos, obviously, if it's hot, that's obviously, is, uh, even if it's fully hot, you can't put it back on the fire as far as Beis is concerned. Whereas Beis Hillel, whereas Beis Hillel say, If it's Grufo Ketumah, you can put it back on the fire, no problem whatsoever. You can put it back on the fire, um, because it is Grufo Ketumah. So, there is nothing, nothing to be concerned about. Not only Erev Shabbos can you put it back on, you can put it back even on Shabbos. But, says Tosheth, it would follow through. It would follow through, says Tosheth. That if the fire, that if the fire was not Kuro in which case, even Beisidah would be, you can't do chazara. not only would it be Osir on Shabbos, it would be Osir even on Erev Shabbos, just like Beisheh hold it's also to do Chazorah. When it is Gruf they say, I will and it's exactly the same thing will apply, when it is not Gruf That's the shit of Toshis, and that's the shit of the Rosh. The only thing is, the Rosh says, since it's a gazero because you may come to do Chazorah on Shabbos, so therefore, what sort of Chazorah would I come to do on Shabbos? Something which is not fully cooked? How not? It's only something which is fully cooked, and I may come to put it on the fire, to keep it hot, so that's what I can't do Chazorah of, on Erev Shabbos. There's something, something which is fully cooked, in other words, and I'm just putting it on to keep it hot. That I wouldn't be able to do Chazorah. There's something which is not fully cooked, you'd never in your wildest dreams think of putting it on the fire on Shabbos. But I'm everyone knows that's a problem. So therefore, we'll allow you to do that on Arab Shabbos, even if it's, if it's not fully cooked, you can take it off, put it on as many times as you want, says the Rosh. Tosus doesn't seem to make that khidr. Nonetheless, the Ram comes along and he saves the day, so to speak. The Ram says, Tosus, the Rosh, you could be correct in terms of shama. But when it comes to Beis Hillel, it's not correct. According to Beis Hillel, according to Beis Hillel, you could do Chazorah on a fire which is Gruph Oktumah, you could do it even on Shabbos. A fire which is not Gruph Oktumah, therefore you can't do Chazorah on Shabbos, That Abadah, you would be able to do it on Erev Shabbos. Aye, what's the difference between this and Beis Shammai? The answer is because remember, Beis Shammai in the first perech, they held that any Malacha which you want to start on Erev Shabbos has to be completed before Shabbos. Whereas Beis Hila holds, there's no such thing. If, you, if you're not doing any malach on Shabbos, you started it before Shabbos and you leave it going over Shabbos, it's perfectly fine. Therefore, as far as Beis Hila are concerned, even if you can't do Chazorah on Shabbos, because the fire is not Geruf it's not a covered fire, but you would be allowed to do it on erech Shabbos, because it's, I've left it on there before Shabbos, it's not my problem anymore, that's perfectly fine. Um, and that's seemingly the way we pass it. Um, one little Makuda Toastis asks is, why are we not worried about you're making an oil? Remember when you take off the, the when you put the, the, the pot on top of the stove, so the stove has already got walls, and now you're putting the pot on top, that's forming a cover, so that's making an oil. It's an oil all right. So Toastis Beta. The kids of what Tosphus comes out with is a few culloden. He says, if it's something which looks like an oil, it's something which looks like an oil, like an animal pen, and you put a cover over the top, so there, it would be a problem even if the walls are already in existence. And all you're doing is putting on the cover. So the only way to do it is to make sure that the cover is already left open at Tefah before Shabbos. And then you could just unroll it the, the, the rest of the way. But otherwise you wouldn't be able to do it. Now, Sha'in came with the Kira. The Kira doesn't look very much like an oil. So since I've got the walls already in place, I didn't build the walls. The walls are there anyway. So then I'm allowed to put the, 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 the pot on top. If, however, the walls were not there, in other words, let's say I was making a bed. So then, it's, a bed is not something which really looks like an oil. On the other hand, the walls are not there to start with. So then you have to do it in the reverse order. In other words, you hold the mattress in place, and you slide the legs underneath to form the walls. That's the Gemara in Beitzah. Ask the Gemara. We've got a you Hai L'Yiteng. When the Mishnah talks about L'Yiteng, you can't put a pot on the, on the, uh, Achiyyigriv. L'Yasiru? Does that mean you can't do hazoro? You can't do chazorah, put, put a pot back on the fire, let's say on Shabbos, we'll just go with that, um, unless it's gruf o ketumah. Avalisha is, but to do shehil, to leave it on the fire from before Shabbos, mashin, you'd be able to do that, avavisha e'ne garof e'ne kotem, even though it's not gruf o ketumah. Umani, in which case, who is, who is the author of our Mishnah? Chananyahi, it would be Chananyah. Datanyah, because we learned in the says, Chananyah, e'ne Chananyah says, Anything which has reached the level of ma'achol ben drusoy, it's now edible. According to Rashi, that means the third cooked. According to the Rambam, it means half cooked. Um, once it's come out from ben mutar al You can leave it on top of the stone to shehiya Even though it's not kurufoktumah, that's how you'd have to learn our Mishnah. Because as we explained from Tosis, this was one, this was one of the rise of Tosis that obviously chamin and tafshil. We said, according to Bayesilah, you can leave both Khamen and Tafshid on the, on the stove, once it, it is Guru Now, if the mission is talking about Hananyah, uh, talking about putting it back, so that implies that when it comes to Shehiyah, which is more Mekel, that you could leave the Khamen and the Tafshid on the stove, even if it's not Guru Now, Khamen and Tafshid is mashmah, even if it's only Kamakal Manzurusoi. Who is the one who holds that the Kamakal is perfectly fine on a fire which is not Guru Who is that? That's Hananya. That's one way of explaining the Mishnah. Odilma, or perhaps, this Shesanah, our Mishnah is talking about Shehiyah. The Igara of the of Em, if you made the fire Grufo Ketumah, then you can leave the pot on the fire. Ilah, But if it's not Grufo you can't even do Shehiyah on the fire. The Kolshkinah, and all of also so, you can't do Chazorah unless it's Grufo Ketumah. How do you learn the Mishnah? So, Toshamah, Khamanism. Midiktoni Tereh, From the fact that we learn two cases in the Mishnah. You can only put hot liquid on this grufok tumah. Abode talshu, but not hot food. We'll be sitting alone. We'll be sitting. I'll say You can put both hot liquid and hot food grufok tumah. And then we learn another another machlokes. We'll be be shamiyom be shamiy say nirtz nava lemaxirin. You can take off the fire, but you can't put it back on. You can't do chazaro. We'll be sitting alone. We'll be sitting. i You can even put it back on the fire. Now let's work this one out going to fit fine if you we talking about shihiyo. So, This is how you teach the Mishnah. a stove which has been soaked up. The fuel is kashlu in the, the the straw and the stubble You can do or the on it, no problem. If you're using the scaphe of an you can't do shihio. You can do unless it's gruf alktumah. U'mahi mashit. And then we come with the first matrix. What can I do Shahiyah with? Be' Shamayov say, even though it's Guru Faqtumah and it's Shahiyah, only Chamin, Abalo Tapshid, only hot liquid, not hot solid. Be' whereas Be' say, Chamin, Be' both Chamin and Tapshid is Mutsah. And then we finish off the Mishnah. to just like they argue about doing Shahiyah on the Guru Faqtumah, Peligi Nami they'll have the same matrix when it comes to Chazorah. Be' Shamayov not Be' Shamay say, even the Chamin, you would not be able to put back on the fire. You can't do Chazara on the fire, even with the Khamen. Only Shehiyah. Well, and say, whatever you could do Shehiyah with, if it's Gruv Oktumah, you can even do Chazara. So the Mishnah fits beautifully, you can explain the whole Mishnah if it's talking about Shehiyah. But if you say the ratio of the Mishnah is talking about Chazara, the yitin means not putting back, so, hachikatani? Is this the way? I mean, this is going to be the way you're going to have to learn the Mishnah, but it doesn't make any sense. This is the way you're going to be forced to learn it. Kiro, if you've got a stove, she is of the which is being fueled with the kasha begavavol. Machzidah not al tashir, you can do Chazorah, no problem. Be kafesu but if it's being fueled with the kafes and the aitim, lo you can't do Chazorah, al sheyikrov or she unless you make it krof who And what can you put back? What can you do chazora with once it's kuruva k'tuma? Beishamayom beishamay will say chamin only hot they commit, I will not touch it. But not touch it. And then say chamin the touch it both. You can do chazora with this kuruva And then we're going to have beishamayom beishamay say no'tin and I will maxirin. You can take off the fire, but you can't do chazora. What can't I do chazora with? Obviously not to about chamin because he just said chamin you can put on. So what's he saying you can't put back on the fire? Must be he's talking about. Tapshil! He's saying you can't do chazorah with a tapshil. Uwe Siloam, Rabbi we'll Solo, say yes, I'm and you can do chazorah with a tapshil. Hosul Omali, why do you need to teach me that again? We already just said. Be Shamai say you can, Mari Maksir, what into the chazorah. Be Shamai say Chamin, not Tapshil. Be say both Chamin and Tavshil. So why are you repeating the Makkalages a second time? So, top of Lam and and we'll finish with this. La Olam really, I'll say to you, La Now, the Amishina is talking about chazorah. The chesuim etc. And there's something missing in the Mishnah. This is how you have to teach it. This is how you teach it. Kirosh yitziku bekasha A stove which is being fueled with kasha and gavvav. Machzir not al tavshir. You can put the tavshir back on it. The gavvav of the etim if it's being fueled by the gavvav of the etim. Lo yatsir atchiyker of ashi yitene soeiter. You can't do chazora unless you make it grow for keduma. Av, this is a bit you got to add into the Mishnah. Abolisha is about to do shehiah, mashin al-fabisha in a gorapi in, in a cotton. Shehiah you can do even if it's not goraph oktumah. Umayin mashin. And what can you do shehiah with? Says, so go with the shehiah, not the chazorah. Be shame, be shame, say chamen abolit tafsil. Only hot liquid, not hot solid. Be shame, be shame, say chamen the tafsil. No. Shehiah is muta, even if it's not goraph oktumah, whatever you want. Be ha chazorah to amoridach. And then going back. Now the last one I think back, is going back to the beginning of the Mishnah. When I talked about Chazorah, that that we said that you can do Chazorah if it's Guru Falk you should know that's not going according to everyone. It's a Beishamayi Beisirel. She It's a Beishamayim Sayin'notin below you can only take off the fire, you can't put back on. whereas say, you can even put back onto the fire. And Tosus explains why do we want to explain the Mishnah go to such lengths to fit it with the Mandu Om of Chazorah, the answer is, because those that is going to be the Psat at the end of it, because we're passing out hanania and hanania is the, only going to be the author of the Mishnah if you explain the Mishnah al-Piatzad of Chazorah. Mm-hmm. That is Hashem, we'll continue with this in the next Chazorah